Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping The Black Widow, the movie. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, I would go watch it because uh, it was a lot of fun, and we're going to talk about it in full spoiler details. So um, we're just going to we're gonna dive right into it and uh, say hi to my good buddy, Tommy. Tommy, how's it going, man? I'm good. You know, I'm here to talk some Black Widow, and uh, we all know the theme of the movie is uh is family so i say here when you're on the podcast michael right here in the i'm pointing here in the podcast world you're family yeah and we, we are definitely family and uh look uh i don't know if you're trying to like do a whole dom from fast and the furious thing but um look uh look i'm breaking the ice here this is the second time we're recording this uh i'm gonna have to come up with some new jokes so uh we, we had it no one knew michael we <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore uh but bless this guy's heart for joining us and taking taking on a second introduction it's adam h how's it going man it's going so good just as good as it was going the first time uh we made it like a minute 45 into the second round before we revealed that this is the second round i kind of thought it would be like a you know end credits reveal where we just like throw everything off at the end get the big gasp at the end from the whole audience but uh uh no this is great i uh i'm super excited to get to talk black widow with both of you yeah i just i like i tried to recycle my joke from the first time i felt like a phony and uh yeah well no this actually all happened the first time too we also revealed that we uh, <laughs> didn't record. It was all. It, this is actually all going according to the. We're first just on report. a freaking loop at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, but oh, Adam, no, are we gonna... variants? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that, this oh is... no! Oh god! <laughs> we gotta be careful. Um, Adam, uh, let's put a gun to your head, man. I, I want to get to like your initial reactions. Uh, is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down for you? It's a huge thumbs up. Uh, which feels like amazing to say, right? Because last time I was here, I came in like pretty hot with a pretty big thumbs down for the Loki episode. But like, I loved it. It was so good. Every single, uh, you know, I've seen like a lot of, unfortunately, like, you know, fairly negative feedback about Black Widow. Uh, and, you know, I disagree with most of that feedback. But uh, I loved it. Got to see a movie in theaters for the first time in like who knows how long. Um which felt like really weird, but also like really amazing, right? Like to get to go out and do that. So, um, you know, maybe the movie was boosted a little bit by that experience, but uh, I loved it. I'm super excited to get to talk through it. Yeah, Tommy, what about you? I feel like I got some of uh, your reactions. So we'll, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll do this. We're changing it up from the first time we did this. Um, we'll talk about our experience and meeting Tommy at the end of the podcast. Cause, uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll let you guys chew on that. Just, just to keep you guys around. We have some fun stories about just imagine. Uh, wow. how it went. Yeah. Stay we'll, tuned. Okay. I heard like the full 15 minutes. It's good stuff. You guys yeah. coming at the end of this podcast. So <laughs> yeah. exactly. Adam got a sneak peek. So uh, <laughs> just yes. imagine the shenanigans we got into. Like you can, the whole time, don't even, don't even worry what we're talking about. Black widow. Just think in your head. What did Michael and Tommy do when they met up together? You know, that's that's the important <laughs> stuff of this podcast. Uh, but yeah, my Black Widow take. I am definitely high on it. I have some gripes, but it's very little compared to how I felt watching some of these uh, Disney shows right now. I feel like I've been down. I want to be back up. I want to be like positive. And I, I felt pretty good uh, going away from Black Widow. Like I was, and again, maybe like Adam said, it was being in a theater again uh, that made the difference for me but i was i was hooked the whole time 
Yeah, I say this almost never about movies, but but I think it could have been a little bit longer. I think there was a little bit more like explaining they could have done, maybe just add a scene here and there to just make things flow a little bit better. But all in all, like I don't have any more complaints that I do about any other Marvel movie. You know, it, it's it was a lot of fun. Um, and and again, I think I was coming in like, do we need this movie? Like like do we need more context for for uh, the Black Widow? But I, I guess the I like what I'm really taking away from this and what I'm really glad about is less less so like this being a Natasha Romanoff movie. This was a Yelena movie and uh, I'm like this was her uprising and I'm super excited to see what's to come from that. So Yeah, I think everyone like no matter if people liked it or hated it, I don't think I heard a single person that didn't say, Wow, Florence Pugh in this movie. Like yeah. she was incredible and they wrote her so well and i think that's like one of my gripes that we can get into more is like not gripe i i'm glad they did that it just i wanted this is black widow this is almost like a goodbye to to you know that character and i wanted a little bit more there and it felt weird to go back like the timeline of it was a little wonky for me it doesn't mean i still don't love the movie but it did feel kind of like well, is this like after, like, this feels almost like, uh, hey, sorry, we didn't get you a movie before. Here you go. And and that's kind of where I'm at with that. The, the best way to watch these Marvel movies and some of the Marvel shows is uh, don't ask too many questions. Just, <laughs> just, just enjoy it. When you really start di- diving too deep into this stuff, you're going to overcomplicate it. And you're probably not going to understand, like, the core of what's going on. So, But that's uh, our job, Michael. We get imaginary money to, to, to talk about this and question these things. Imaginary? <laughs> yeah, there's, no, wait, there's no paycheck at the end of this? I don't know. Maybe you got offered a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I'm paying Adam on the side. Yeah. Especially, I had to pay him twice now. This is gonna Yeah, be it's double time, yeah. <laughs> uh, Budapest. Uh that like I originally I think the concept was we were going to see them there. It was going to be like a flashback to their origin stories essentially. And then I did hear like before the movie came out, I did hear that no, it's going to be during Civil War. So I did have going in, I did kind of know it was going to be Civil War time, but it was still wonky because they're like, we're going to talk about Budapest though. All that's coming. We're going to answer all your Black Widow questions. Okay, (laughs) love it uh all right let's move on to highlight number four and let's talk about the family reuniting and this is a fun scene especially like uh when they're like they're marching up and uh is that melina melina she like she sees some people uh she sees some people uh, approaching and she pulls out her like sniper rifle i was down for that whole vibe like this like retired military farmer like uh and then like she's still like ready she like has her stuff she's ready to go i loved it um but yeah uh tommy i know you have a lot a lot to say about this scene uh what, what was some of the, uh, your favorite parts just the whole dynamic getting them all because we saw them in the beginning right when they were pretending to be americans and like we saw like the cutesy it was kind of fun to see them like it's almost like uh your your family after Thanksgiving when you ate a big feast and they like put on the sweatpants they're all sitting around like it was like no one had any mask on here it was like everyone was their true selves in this moment we got to see the family together it was fun to like I think Adam talked about the moment where he's like I was a good dad and they're like no you were the worst <laughs> like you sucked and like him I mean the scene with him and Yelena was just a, a really fun I, I think that's one not even fun it was just such a emotional scene and like 
the emotional levels that Yelena went through in this and like bringing up that song again and all those different stuff. It was, it, this was a really well-crafted scene. Uh, like we're talking about, I think that as much as I was like, oh, I didn't really like Milena. I did love the like the retired farmer, but still she's working. She's working for him. And then like how she like just comes out with this giant sniper could have could have killed them all, but didn't, you know? Can you imagine? That's how the movie ends. Uh, I will say the one thing with that scene that I think I could have used a little bit more of uh, with uh, Alexi and uh, Elena when, you know, he's singing American Pie and then, like, they, you know, all of the, the Red Room folk come in and, you know, it's like Stormtroopers coming in, right? I would have loved to have seen the scene where David Harbour is just out there swinging and fighting and just kicking as much ass as he can and then ultimately gets taken down. It kind of felt like happened off screen and I could have, I would have been very okay with seeing a minute or two of that. That would have been great. Uh, let's talk about the seven highlights. Uh, just like our TV episodes here, we're going to, we're going to break this down to, into seven highlights and we're going to start off by talking about highlight. Number one is, is Natasha's family. And I, th- I think this is like a lot to talk about. Uh, again, we have Yelena uh, roped in here, but also the parents. Um, and this is like, uh, I thought this was a, a, a cute little family film. So um, yeah, I, Adam, what did you think about like the ensemble cast as a whole? I loved it. Like from start to finish with not only the story that they were telling, but also like the characters that were telling that story. That was like really big. I think um, like the opening sequence, all that kind of stuff, right. You know, before they, before they had the opening credits, incredible. I mean, literally inspired. I was like in the theaters and I was like, Oh my God, like, is this, I almost like thought I was in the wrong movie. Like it almost didn't even feel like it was this Marvel movie. It like felt like this was like this big intense thing that I was like getting super, super hooked on. Uh, And I loved it. So even like right from the beginning and then like all the way through uh, the dinner scene, incredible with all of them. Uh, There's like a few parts where I wish we got like a little bit more, Um, but like Natasha and Yelena's interplay with each other throughout the whole movie was just I mean, it was just spectacular. It was. I feel like this was like easily the best part of the whole movie was all of the characters interacting with each other, uh, like the different little jokes, the different little comments. Um, you know, like when they were flying the plane away from the prison and they were like joking around there. Uh, it was just so good. All of the all of the family was just incredible. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, again, I, I think uh, it's hard to, for any anybody to fully compare to Yelena in this movie. I, I thought that she was an absolute scene uh, stealer. Everything from from the vest to her making fun of Natasha's superhero landing. Uh, yeah, very 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 good stuff there. I'm excited for more from that character. I I want to I want to throw this out there, um, Tommy. Uh, over under three, three Yelena Marvel projects before that accent's gone. Uh, under. Okay, under. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. But then yeah. they're gonna make a TV show where they're gonna talk about it and like bring up the fact that like, hey, your accent comes and goes. That's kind of strange, but not really talk about why it comes and goes. Just like acknowledge that, hey, we also know that the accent comes and goes. Yeah, this seems to be a theme with Marvel characters. I, I think uh, Thor and Loki have kept their their accents, but other than that, uh, I feel like they they tend to fade. So it'll be interesting to track here. Um, uh, at or Tommy, any, any anything else about uh, Natasha's family? Yeah, I think for me, like 
what Adam said, like the beginning was incredible. It was like, I, I, I'd say overall the movie, I think the first half was a lot better than the second half. Not saying like the movie as a whole was good, but the first half had me so captivated. It felt like dark and it felt very intense. Like that opening credit scene uh, with the, with the cover of the, of that song, it, it was so heartbreaking and uncomfortable in, a, in like a way it should be. I mean, we're talking about child trafficking. Like it's like, it should feel intense. Uh, but yeah, talking about the family, uh, loved all the dynamics. I, I will say obvi- the, the three that we spent the most time with are probably the, the three I was more high on. Melina, I get, like, it's one of those things she needed to not be in it in the beginning because we needed that, like, hill turn of, no, she's still working with the Red Room. But I definitely felt like I knew her the least out of the three. I, I liked, like, Red Guardian. I loved, I wanted to explore that more of, like, this, you were the superhero. You were the Captain America of your country, and then you were just thrown away, and you're still living in that high of, like, what you used to be. Like, I was so intrigued by him. Yeah. I, I got to talk about that opening scene as well, especially like the whole plane. And uh, that, that was just so cool. I've, I've seen, I've heard a lot of the Americans comparisons to especially the beginning. I've never seen that show, but, but just from the very beginning, I got like James Bond vibes. And I think even like the, she's watching a James Bond movie. So it's a little on the nose there, but uh, I grew up with James Bond. I'm all like that. I love that spy type uh, espionage stuff and I, I think they took a lot from the winter soldier which is uh where i think scarlett johansson shined the most in the past so um yeah yeah there's there uh no no possible complaints from me i, I teared up a little bit in the beginning uh when they're being separated from their family like I, I that was something i i wasn't expected to get like that immediately invested and you know, one could say, like, we're already pretty invested in the Natasha Romanoff story, but seeing her at, like, her origins was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was emotional. So, uh, let's move on here. Let's move on to highlight number two and talk about, really, I, I put this highlight in here because, like, I'm, I'm lacking an understanding. And if there's any question that I have about this movie, this is, this is a big one for me. Highlight number two is about Rick Mason. Um, Tommy, can you explain to me why Rick Mason is in this movie? No, I have no idea why they felt they needed to have him in the movie. This is one of my gripes. I, we don't know this character. They're trying to have him be like the represent representation of like the government and like he was like X Shield and like it's like oh bring back the shield. Have someone that we've seen like. If would have seen him in the original Avengers, and even if he was like a background character, right? That would have been like a little, like at least I would have more feelings about this guy. I had no feelings about this guy. He was just kind of there as like, hey, we need her to get stuff. Let's get a guy that can get her stuff. It, it felt too um, needed for the story. I did like him. I liked the, the the little banter he had with her, but I just I needed more from him, and I needed it to not feel like just a plot point. Yeah, what about you, Adam? Were you uh, were you a Rick Mason stan? Uh, I, I don't know if I would use the word stan uh, for like this rando guy, but um, it was like fine. I think it like fulfilled the purpose it needed to fulfill, and we didn't get too much of him. That was like the thing that I actually did appreciate. Like he actually came in like huge for her quite a few times throughout the movie, but like we didn't spend you know dozens of minutes focused on him and all that banter we got like a few funny little quips we got like a few handing over sacks of cash and whatever old food um and then it was like done so 
I, I was fine with it. I didn't have a huge issue. I've seen like some complaints on this. This is like one of the things that I've seen some people like be upset about. Uh, you know, I didn't really care. It like wasn't a huge. It wasn't a huge gripe for me. It was just something to move the story forward, and I'm okay with that. Not everything has to be everything. Yeah, I looked up this actor's name because I didn't know it, um, and I, uh, I, I'm not going to pronounce it. Um, but <laughs> with that being said, he's really great in that in the Handmaid's Tale. So when I saw him, I was I was super excited to see this guy uh, in this movie. But it just felt like he was. He was just like a cog in the machine, right? He was just there to fulfill like some certain plot elements. Whether or not it even made sense when he like comes to like give her things and it's convenient when he has things that are better than others, but um look, that that that's all I wanted. I just I had to talk about Rick Mason here. Didn't 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 love him. So, um let's move on to highlight number 3, and this is probably this is definitely like one of the more uh fun sequences. This is the jailbreak, um, and this is like really when uh, I'm falling in love with Alexi too. He, he's just like a total badass in that prison, like like breaking arms and and just being cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it, w- w- what say you about all this, Tommy? Yeah, I think all of this like there's a lot. I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit bigger than just a jailbreak. Like I love the the reconnection. Of, of you know uh, Black Widow and and Elena like I loved that moment in their apartment um, all this beginning stuff was working so well for me and just like their chemistry was so good but yeah the jailbreak like I think Adam said the helicopter stuff was so funny and like uh, her whole thing of like I her whole thing of like all right this would be a good death like that had me cracking up because like you know, I've mentioned I play a lot of DD. Like that's a talk that you have all the time. I'm like, oh, I want that glorious death, and that was like a fun bit. Again, like seeing uh, Alexis in jail. Like I love that opening scene um, with, with or opening of him with him like doing the arm wrestling. And he's half paying attention, and you know, there's a ton of Easter eggs, and we can get into some. Like one of them, the guy, the big guy that he was facing. He's I can't remember what his name is, but essentially he's a giant bear, and he's part of their the the. So, you know, the Soviet Union's, like, uh, Avengers, essentially. Like, with Red Guardian, he's this, like, giant bear. And that's just who he is. And so it was fun to see him in, the, you know, like, a little little bit of nod to there. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, we talked about the best, and, like, we get, like, the moment in here, is, like, I'm pretty confident. I saw a post on it on Twitter, but that, like, this best was in Endgame. Like, Black Widow was wearing this best. So, like, that's cool that, like, that was already planned and they brought that in. Um but yeah, I love the jailbreak. Uh, it was one of the, the cool action scenes. There's a lot of good. The thing with action, we have so much of it in Marvel. I know I'm going on a long tangent, but we have a lot of it in Marvel, and it's like how to make it unique. And I felt like they did a good job in Black Widow of making it feel different than other times that we've seen, like battle with no superpowers really, other than like Alexi has powers, but you know. It was cool getting to like see the comparison between the the sort of battle that happens at the prison compared to what came before it, right? Of uh, Natasha and Yelena reconnecting and like their their you know spat, if you will, uh, in the apartment, and then of course like that you know them getting attacked and fought. It was like cool to see like the the dichotomy of like that as the action scene between what happened at the prison. Um, 
which I really loved. I really appreciated like how we got to see like all the cool stuff that like Natasha can do, all the cool stuff that Elena can do. But then we got to see David Harbour just kicking ass and it was great. It was so good. He was just like doing the whole arm wrestling thing while getting a tattoo on his back, like simultaneously, which would like hurt. Like that would be, you know, you're not able to do that. Just like full stop. doesn't matter who you are, but like David Harbour could do it. It was epic. So uh, it was great. I really loved this scene. And then, like I said before, the plane ride after, uh, they were just like ribbing him. And he was just like, I was good father. <laughs> and I was like, no, you clearly like we're not. And they just like kept going on and on about these things. Uh, it was great. I really, really loved the scene. Really, really loved the interplay. Should we do that, Michael, on our next uh, hangout? We get tattoos. And while we're getting tattoos, we're arm wrestling <laughs> each other to see how easy it would be. Tommy, I know what you're doing here. You're just trying to embarrass me. You know I, I am just a scrawny. You'll kill me. You'll kill no, me, Tommy. But I hate tattoos, so it'll be like maybe I'll get so distracted by the tattoos that it will even out the playing field. That's fair, and I can stand a tattoo. So yeah. Is that not what happened when you guys saw the movie together? I just assumed. I'm teasing it up for the yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh shoot, I revealed it. No. no, no. Like it was gonna no, be at we, the end, like, oh, we really did get tattoos. We did things way cooler than that. Come on, like that was like, uh, kind of let's let's not underplay uh, <laughs> our grand meetup that we'll discuss later. <laughs> All right, so uh, I do have a question actually yeah, about okay. David Harbour and his character. How much more of him do you think we're gonna see? I don't think any. I, None. I think we're done with him. You think? Maybe in a TV show, I could see them like maybe throw him in. I don't think he's going to get another movie appearance. Like maybe he'll be in the Hawkeye. They'll bring him in with, cause we, you know, not to spoil, but we know that, uh, Yelena is going to be in it in Hawkeye, but I don't know. I would like to see more of him. It did feel like that there was like a lot left on the field for him as well. Like, uh, and Tommy, I, I, did he ever meet Captain America? Like, he clearly has some sort of rivalry there. I, I'm trying to, like, make it make sense in my mind if, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, because I, I figured that maybe they were, like, putting some seeds on the table that that might be, like, something, maybe even, like, in a What If series or something like that. Like, I, I feel like there's more there that we haven't, that we're yet to find out about. So I think I heard timeline-wise it does not match up. Like, he would not be alive at the same – like, he was frozen. Captain America was frozen at the time. But we do know other people have worn the Captain America outfit. So he could have been fighting, uh, you know, the other Captain America at the time. Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be Steve Rogers that we're thinking of. So I do I, – you know, I'm going to trust him. I think he did fight Captain America. Was it Was it Steve Rogers? I don't think so. But uh, – you know, maybe was it just a guy at a birthday party that was dressed up like Captain America and he showed up and just started beating him up? Maybe. In Russia? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Tommy, but- do you want to have your next birthday in Russia? I'll dress up. I'll do it. I'll be the one to dress okay. up. Which one are you? Are you Captain America getting beat up? You- I don't know. You, t- I'm okay either way as long as it's uh, in Russia. We're arm wrestle <laughs> and get tattoos to decide who has to do which part. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I think it. I think it works better this way. I, I think, uh, like, we get. It's almost more of a character. Like, we don't. She calls her Val in in the scene, but we don't. Like, I would any would any comic book reader know that that was Val from the comics? Like, I feel like it was the full name in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that really told us who it was. 
and we were on board and there's a little bit more explanation to what she was doing. Yeah, this works better. This the, like this was I felt like this was the like you didn't even have to say that. Like I and like I never would have questioned what was supposed to come first. I mean, yeah, I would have known, but at the same time like it wouldn't have bothered me. Cuz otherwise they would have spoiled uh they would have spoiled the other cameo cuz they would have been like, "Well, now we have to explain who she is." And that's basically what the other show did was explain who she is. Uh yeah, I mean, I I did like it. it was it was funny. Like it was a fun scene. Uh I, I'm now just concerned, like, who's going to take care of her dog when she's going to hunt Hawkeye? <laughs> no, uh, the, dog's, the dog's coming with. that, And the dog is a fighter, too. That's what I'm excited about. It. Oh. I, so, yeah, it's like a super dog. Does the dog get a vest as well? Uh, it has to, like a tactical dog vest, for yeah. sure. Adam, what did you what did you think about this? So yeah, I, so I like don't do spoilers at all. So like I have no idea who's going to be in any movie or any show. Like I'm very averse to those spoilers, so I have no idea. Uh, and so it was great. I'll take uh, Julia Dreyfus in any context you're willing to give me her. Just full stop. I'll take it all. Veep is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, absolutely love her. Uh, as for like the reveal, it was like this huge thing in theaters, right? Everyone like gasped, they lost their minds over this like one picture of, uh, of Clint. And I'm just like, that's going to last like 10 minutes, right? Like there's, uh, there's no like big payoff here. We're not going to get two hours of like Yelena hunting down Hawkeye. Like that's not going to be the, the, I shouldn't say that. I really hope that that is not the movie, right? Because, like, that would be terrible. Like, that's not what we're going to get. I don't think Marvel's going to do that to us. It's going to be, like, ten minutes of, like, her realizing, oh, like, that's not the situation that I'm in. I was lied to, right? Like, there's there, that has to be what's happening, and then she's, like, going to join up with the rest of them. Is that not – Do you? I mean, do you seeing that? Yeah, is, like, I, already, I already went to Vegas, put Max Bet on that she's going to kill – Hawkeye, right? Like that's that's the easy thing, right? Like clearly, no, yeah, Adam, you're you're yeah, like it's, it's gonna be a a, a quick thing, I, maybe an episode. Yeah, because because Hawkeye's a TV show, and I, I'm not, yeah. I don't think we have a confirmation of how many episodes are gonna be in it, but uh, probably like, like three at that point. I, I could see this, I could see this being a full thing, and uh, really, yes, I could. I, no. I mean, what like what else do we have? And, and here's the other thing. Um, and again, you mentioned like your your adverse spoilers, and this is what pisses me off. These were not spoilers; these were like things that that people like creators were talking about mm-hmm. in interviews. Like, and we know how hush hush Marvel and Disney is about all this stuff. Like that, like the uh, there was, was it uh, Amelia Clark who's going to be in Secret Invasion joked about how they have people outside her house watching her, and I think like that was a joke, but. Uh, that's what Marvel does. They will they will hunt you down if you spoil. So, what what that tells me is they were okay talking about this stuff. And with that being said, um, uh, to talk about another character that is confirmed to be in Hawkeye, which is uh, Haley Steinfeld playing Kate Bishop, who is who is Hawkeye's understudy basically. Um, she's confirmed to be in the show. And again, if we're looking at a Young Avengers here with her being the possible star of this upcoming show and with Yelena being a possible villain, I could totally see like this, this being like a brawl until they become friends at the end and become young Avengers. So do you think she's I, too old for young Avengers? I, not uh, Kate Bishop, but Yelena, I, is she too old? Like what's the cutoff of being a young Avenger? It, maybe it's not even young Avengers. At this, maybe it's just new Avengers. I don't mm. know if that makes sense, but I mean, I, I mean, 
Uh, I think phase four is going to, if we're getting into like the future, I think phase four is going to be the, the year of the teams. We're, you know, we're going to get so many different teams. I think we're going to get the regular Avengers. We're going to get young Avengers. We're going to get the dark Avengers. We're going to get like, we're getting a whole bunch of different teams that they can just pull. You know, they're going to have a whole folder of teams be like, all right, I guess this movie. All right. We're going to send in the Avengers. That's what it's going to be like. I'm interested to see the role that Val is going to play in all of that though. Right. Like, is she going to be some sort of a connective tissue between the villain side of it? Like, is that where we envision her going? Like I, I've, I genuinely have no idea. She's definitely a villain. And I, I think she's going to be playing the role, um, that, that Samuel Jackson played and, and, uh, basically the, the phase one, right. She's gathering the team. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically the Avengers 2.0 here. And, uh, I totally see, I totally see where, I mean, that that's, she's, she's the leader of this, like, because John Walker's on the team. Like, are you kidding me? Like, the this, these aren't the good guys. It's yeah, either Elena's so much better than John Walker, right? Like, Elena's—they're not the same category of like uh, evil's the wrong word, but like they're not in that same category of villain. I don't think. But the mo—it's the motive that's evil. They're coming after Clint Barton. They—they're saying that Clint Barton killed Natasha Romanoff, which is not true. He tried to sacrifice himself. So either—either either, uh, Val has completely misunderstanding the situation or she's manipulating the situation to get her way. And I'm getting the vibes that it's manipulation. Yeah. I, I think she, Val is definitely on the villain side of some sort, right? Like it's like, she's either dark Avengers or it's Thunderbolts, which is another thing. Like she could be working for Ross and like, that's why they're bringing Ross into it more is because like she is, they're basically going to become the government's Avengers. You know, they couldn't control the Avengers with the Sokovia Accords, so now they're going to have their, you know... But I will say that doesn't match up with what Val's been saying of, like, we're the Grey! So I, I'm leaning more she's going to be part of the Dark Avengers than uh, the Thunderbolts. All right, guys. I, I think I think we've beaten this movie to death. Um uh, really enjoyed doing this recap. Real quick, uh, we've we've teased it. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the the old fashioned meetup. Um, Tommy, do you want to set the stage for us? Uh, what was it like meeting me? Let's t- talk about. Were you just blessed and honored to meet uh, the great me? I was I was so <laughs> blessed and honored. I was like, wow. <laughs> I actually had a, I had to do a double take. I was so like mesmerized by by Michael in person. Uh, <laughs> No, it was, I, you know, with anyone, I think the key is like, can you pick up, uh, is it natural in person, right? Like that's the key. And I, I felt like it was like pretty, pretty natural. I feel like there was, there wasn't like uh, too much awkwardness. Maybe when we asked what we had, what we were going to eat for dinner, that was probably the most awkward. Like we were really, we were trying to catch up, but then we we're trying to order food. So like, that was like, you know. A big deal. Yeah, and uh, some of us were more hungry than others, so yeah. Yeah, they they invite me to dinner. It was him and his family. And they invite me to dinner, but then they have a big lunch before, and so I'm over here. I haven't eaten all day because I was ready for this big dinner. I was so excited. Uh, well, I mean, we had lunch, and it turned out to be more than we anticipated. It wasn't Adam, like uh, Adam, if you know you're going to have a dinner later on, would you eat a little lunch so that you would be hungry for dinner? Is it like, okay, it like depends on the type of dinner, though. Is it like an event dinner with just like apps and snacks, or is it like a full-blown dinner? We went to well, a nice Mexican place. If you're going to a, like a nice sit-down place, I don't you know, lunch is tiny that day, I think. 
Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was definitely a mistake. I'll admit that. Like, I, like I did not intend to be as full as I was, right? Um, but I do like two meals a day at least. So yeah, um, at least Jake, his brother, ordered tacos. So now Jake is my favorite order because he made <laughs> me feel better about ordering an actual meal at the restaurant. Yes. Um, I, I want to talk about the theater we went to. So, uh, again, I, I'm from Nashville. There's there's no like there's no cool theaters in Nashville. There's like AMC theaters. There's like a, a really rundown theater. There's like your indie theater that's not particularly special. Um, so like I don't have like a cool movie going experience, right? Um, so when going to LA, it was like I knew that there were like all of these iconic theaters I wanted to visit. You have the Chinese Theater. You have the El Capitan. Even even uh, the Alamo Draft House would have been something cool for me to experience because there's nothing like that near me. Um, but we decided to go to the El Capitan, which is the Disney-owned theater, which I, I, I thought it would be a perfect exper- experience with Black Widow. Um, it was really cool. They had, they had the costumes up front. Um, they, they were giving out prizes, which th- this, this is a fun story. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell the story of the prizes. So I, I, think, I think the way it worked was, okay, there was a guy in the front. He had a bag of seats, and he was pulling the seats out of – uh, the seat numbers out of the bag and whoever did it, they got a prize. It was, it was like a goodie bag. You, you get like a black widow bag and a hat and a lanyard and some pins. And he pulled out two seats. The first one was not us. The second one was also not us, but this is what, this is what happened. So uh, it, I, I was sitting, this is how it was. I was sitting in uh, seat three. Tommy was sitting in seat five. They called out seat four. But we were sitting right next to each other and looking at the seats, I was like, uh, seat four is missing. There's no seat four. And this guy's like, all right, uh, going once. No one's claiming it. And I was like, well, uh, we're GG4, so uh, I will stand up and claim it. And I did. And he questioned me for a second. But but it didn't matter. He gave me the bag. I later found out that the odds were on one side of the theater and the evens were on the other side of the theater. So uh, there was I, – I, I did steal the goodie bag. But yeah. it was worth it. I'm wearing the hat now. It was scary. I felt like an accomplice. Like I knew what was. Ha- I I felt like we were doing something wrong, and I didn't know what to do. Like he's like he's like stand up, and I'm like I don't know. Like I'm panicking, and then yeah, Michael like like Spartacus himself was like I am C4, and no one questioned him. And and you know, and that that was really the moment where I was like, man, look at this guy, this Michael. He just he stands up for the little guy, gets that bag full of Black Widow merch <laughs> for himself. Yeah, again, I, I didn't. I in hindsight, I should. Uh, it was very quick. My sister came with us. She she was ready to leave right after the movie, so uh, we kind of ran out. And I didn't get to see Tommy for too long. But uh, yeah, I should have. I should have given you a pen at least. I, I owe you something, Tommy. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm gonna get you a, a a pop figure. It's okay. The theater got me a small little Taskmaster uh, action thing on top of my cup. I mean, I did have to pay like 14 bucks for it, but I'm gonna consider it a freebie. They gave it to you though. Yeah, it's a freebie. Yeah, they, I mean, they gave it to you for free, and then you paid the money. So yeah, yeah, it was like a tip. Should you tip people that give you things for free? Like Adam, if I gave you a free ice cream cone, would you tip me? No, that might have been like a bad example. So uh, I don't okay, know. But- I, I might offer to pay. I might I, like I would offer once to pay, and if you said no, nah, it's cool. I'd be like, all right, fine, that's mine. You gotta do the once, yeah. You gotta do the once over. Are you saying we're going to like get some ice cream, and you're like, I'll pay, I'll pay, Adam. Like I got this one. 
Like you want me to pay you after the fact as a tip for you getting ice cream? Like that's what you're suggesting? No, no, no. I'm thinking more like the movie theater where they're like strangers to me. So you imagine I'm just a stranger on the street. Okay, you're a stranger on the street. Yep. Who runs over to you? Yes. Hey, I got ice cream. I'm not taking the ice cream, first of all. <laughs> that's Good like, call, Adam. That's the first problem. I'm, sh- I'm sure as hell not paying you for your I- random street ice cream. But <laughs> so. what if I have like a really friendly face and maybe I have a shirt that says like, have a good day. And I'm looking like really friendly. <laughs> I think I'm running. Like I'm out of there. I'm with Adam. I'm running. Too. All right. So maybe maybe I shouldn't tip my movie theaters anymore. That's the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> not not to go run after people with ice cream. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Stop tipping the movie theaters. Everyone who does that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move into some recommendations here. Um, uh, Tommy, do you have anything for us this week? Yeah, I mean, there's really been one thing I've been doing. Uh, Nintendo and Pokemon, they released a new game called Pokemon United. Uh, it is essentially a, a less intense version of like League of Legends, uh, which I am a big fan of. Adam is also a big fan of it. Uh, it. It's fun. I've been enjoying it. I think if you're looking for a way to like like a baby step into League of Legends, if someday you want to play League of Legends, I think give Pokemon United a... A good try. It gets very frustrating. I was talking to one of my friends who also plays League of Legends, where like some of these people don't know how you use specific characters, and so it gets really frustrating because like there's tactics, there's you know strategy behind the game, and some people just love to run up and just start attacking things. But overall, enjoy it. If you like Pokemon, you get a you get to basically be a little trainer, just fighting people. Love it, uh, Adam. Did you bring a recommendation? Gosh, uh, I always forget about this part. Um, <laughs> I can go. You can think. Um, I, I, because I, I have one I'm excited about. It's called. It's a movie. It's it's on VOD now. I got it on Amazon Prime for like six bucks. Um, but it's called The Werewolves Within, and basically this movie is kind of based on some of your social deduction games like uh, uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf or Mafia. And basically, it's basically like the real life version of that. There's a group of people. One of them is is uh, a, a secret werewolf, and they're trying to figure out which which one it is. And it's kind of like a mystery. And it, it reminded like uh, the the quickest comparison that I can have in recent memory is Knives Out. It, it's that kind of mystery, like who who is the murderer of the bunch. And in ways, I thought this did the mystery better than Knives Out did. Like and, and uh, like the ultimate resolution of it all. Um, it's also like one of the funniest movies I've seen in a very long time. This is one of my favorite movies of 2021. If if you haven't seen Werewolves Within, I highly recommend it. Um, did I buy you enough time, Adam? You did. Wow. I'm I'm like actually going to go watch that. Uh, I I had a lot of problems with Knives Out, but I love like the whodunit mystery whole yes. genre. Um, okay. Tommy suggested something to me, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the hypothetical plug session. Yes. Uh, the recommendation that I want to make, I started a new book series. It's definitely not new, uh, but I started the book series Wheel of Time. Uh, insanely large number of books, both in quantity and in quantity. Um there's so many books in there, but I started, I'm like a third of the way through the first book and it's been pretty good so far. So, uh, you know, 
I don't know if this is like a fallen recommendation. Don't go buy 14 books and, you know, start reading them. But uh, try the first one, you know? I like it so far. I'm convinced Adam is a timekeeper because I don't know how he has the time to do everything he does. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed by him. <laughs> Tommy, the key is that you really don't do anything. That's like, that's my secret. Well, I got that down. I just <laughs> Now you have to start by doing one thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> yeah. So hypothetically, Adam, uh, here we are at the end of the show. Uh, you know, if, if you were to have anything to plug for us and tell people where they could find you, what, what, what would it be? Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter, Piano Man Adam, if you hypothetically wanted to. You don't really need to. I don't post anything interesting. On the post show recaps Discord is where you can really find me. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Uh, the Discord there, I live there basically all day, every day. That's really what I spend all my time doing. We play Dungeons and Dragons over there with Tommy, a fellow dungeon master. And upcoming August 6th and August 7th, we will be doing 40 straight hours of Dungeons and Dragons, nine consecutive sessions back to back to back. Uh, and it's going to be amazing. We're raising money for a couple different charities. Last time we did 30 hours and we got to about $2,600. Um, and so we're super excited to get to do that. Uh, so come check that out. Also on Post Show Recaps, the latest episode of YA, uh, the young adult um, podcast done by the aforementioned Kevin Madeo and Melissa Woodward. I was on that and we talked about the Twilight film Eclipse. So if you're interested in listening to me rant for about two and a half hours on the movie Eclipse, you can check it out there at the YA podcast. That was an absolute blast to do. Love both of them. Uh, and then I was also on the latest episode of Sponge Podcast Pants with Chad Pringle, uh, who was a uh, guest on here on this podcast for Bad Batch, I think, just uh, not that long ago. So you can check that one out as well. Wait, <laughs> you've got a second appearance. Oh, my God. Yeah. Someone's Tom getting a DM from me. Ironically, Tommy, he had the same comment to me when I told him that I was going to be talking about uh, Black <laughs> Widow with you guys here today. So Sounds like we need a second appearance of Chad. <laughs> There's a lot of passive-aggressive podcasting going on here and, and yeah. maneuvering amongst guests is what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, you can't. It's like it's like children with them, Michael. I let one come on, and then everyone, they get, they get so upset if one gets on, I have a chat where I, when, when it was revealed when Adam and Chad were first coming on, everyone else came out. What about me? You know? I'm having a great time. I'm so glad that you guys let me do this. Uh, but do legitimately come check us out and post your recaps. We do a lot of really cool stuff over there. Uh, come play D&D. Also, I, Tommy, good point. I forgot to mention that 40-hour stream will be available to watch even if you're not a patron. You don't have to pay any money for it at all on twitch.tv backslash dmphilly, F-I-L-L-Y. Go check it out there August 6th, August 7th. 10.30 a.m. is the start of the first session. On Friday, 10.30 p.m. is the start of the, of the ninth session on Saturday. Come check it out. It'll be great. Tommy's going to DM a game. I'm going to DM a game. We're both going to play in a game. It's going to be amazing. I think we're bo are we both playing back to back of our DM? I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm playing like six hours. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. I cannot endorse this enough. It's for charity, you know. Uh, and and I think like the fact that it'll be a good taste for people if you've been on the fence about PSR, 
you you can watch it for free. You don't even have to tip. I mean, you you can. I think maybe. Do it to charity. That's the tip, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But you can just watch and uh, and enjoy the ride. We have a lot of fun characters. Um, my character is very serious, as you can believe. Uh, and so, yeah, lots of fun over there. All right. Uh, well, Adam, thank you so much for doing this. This was so much fun. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give out some thank yous before we close out. Big thank you to Aaron Robertson, who did our music, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. I also want to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, preferably five-star reviews. Um, Please subscribe. That's a good one. Just hit the subscribe button because, look, just because you might not be watching The Bad Batch consistently with us, you might not have watched Loki, but there's other things coming out. And sometimes we do things like a Galaxy's Ed podcast or a Black Widow podcast, and you don't want to miss that stuff. So, look, subscribe. You can delete the ones you don't want to listen to, and you can listen to the ones you do. Um, I also like to remind you guys to tell a friend to listen to the podcast. If you know somebody that's like into this kind of stuff, if, if, if you loved or hated Black Widow and you want like the variety of opinions we threw at you today, tell them to come listen to this one. Um, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Star Wars Pod. And we're also, we have a Discord. If you want to come chat with us in there, uh, just shoot us a message. Uh, you can find our social media handles in the show notes. And uh, I think that's all we got for you guys. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. I I just, for me, why I don't think we can see him again is like, I feel, and it's kind of my problem with this, feels so out of place in where we are in, in the phase, you know, in phase four. It, it feels like such a jump back, this movie, which is, it just, it was a lot for me to take in at the time. I feel like it would be weird to be like, cool, we haven't seen them for, you know, this happened during Civil War. We haven't seen them the entire time during Endgame. And I guess they're doing that with Yelena. I just feel like they're not going to, because then they're going to have to explain where everyone else went, you know? Like, I I think they're going to, I don't think we're going to see Taskmaster again. I don't think we're, I I, I do. Like, I I think it's just too much that they'd have to explain to bring these characters back. Uh, Tommy, real quick, I want to get you. Did did you have any concept of when this movie was going to take place? Because I, for me, and it seems like a couple, like I'm not alone in the fact that I was not anticipating uh, that it would be this late in the MCU that the the story was taking place. I originally the and I believe the original concept was going to be where it was going to take place in like we were going to see, you know, what's talked about a lot: her going and bombing. The Red Room, what she thought, uh, uh, you know, because we heard rumors. I mean, we, this has been teed up for a while now. Her and Hawkeye always talked about what happened. Uh, and, and that's a really good point. Like, that's what I felt, too, of, like, not even just this. In general, we kind of, like, did a lot of off-scene uh, fights with him. Like, it wasn't it, – like, the Taskmaster fight I was, like, so excited for it. We really didn't get much of it. It was no. just, like, the beginning and the end. And, like – they didn't really utilize super soldier. Maybe like they didn't, it, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to do too much with them. Cause they would have had to have like people being flung all the time. I would have liked to see that too, of like show how powerful he is. Like, yeah, we see the arm wrestling scene, but I want to see more of like, and we saw it during the jail. I want more. Cause I did enjoy it. That was like a lot of fun to see him just like beasting through people. I think it would have added a lot, right? Because the other half of that scene is just like them going down easily, which I think makes sense for what we know the plan to be later on. But like his part doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like I feel like that is not how that should have went down versus the other half. I actually feel like doing it sort of off screen makes complete sense. Yeah, they they make him 
comical in the fight too. And that's the part where it's like, I think he can be comical in the way he, in like not choosing the right way to comfort people, all that stuff. I love that. But like, he's supposed to be a good fighter. Yes. He's been in jail for a while, but don't make that like the joke of like, I don't know. Like it was funny when he gets like tranked with like a million darts. <laughs> like, man, he'd be out. He'd be, and he was like, he'd be done for though. That's a lot of darts. And this might be like another issue of mine because I feel like that is it's kind of like the, the the whole juggling of the humor and some like a, these more dramatic moments and I, and I think it uh, like at, at the dinner table like I feel like there was probably just like like I would start to get emotional and then there would be like a joke that kind of breaks up the scene and and like it's funny but I I just feel like they didn't know when to like give and take and I think a big one of the big things was I feel like they needed to decide whether Yelena or Alexi was like the comic relief because again we we find we're getting we get into a scene where there's like a lot of emotion and then but they're both like really jokey characters at the same time and they're like throwing out quips and uh, I don't know if that totally worked for me. Um, with that being said, though, I, I, I have to agree. We, we need a more David, Har- David Harbour uh, action scenes. I feel like he's almost like uh, he's like a scaled down Hulk. Like, I feel like he has like the same strength as Hulk, but but he's much smaller. So that would be cool to like see him just totally uh, wreck some folks. Do you think that Marvel is getting too funny? Like, it, it feels like they... Robert Downey Jr. introduced like this, like we're gonna be like adding quips all the time, like everything. And I feel like there was a good portion of Marvel films where it was like way more serious. It was taking itself seriously. I I kind of feel like Marvel isn't taking itself as seriously sometimes in these films where it's like they could have just made a really good spy movie. Yes, have a couple quips, but it's almost like it makes fun of itself while it's going sometimes. And I think that's my like why I say the beginning was so good because the beginning, yes, there was some humor, but it wasn't like the the scenario still felt very intense, right? Like we get that opening scene that sets the mood. And it's like, we forget about that. Like, it's like, then it's like, ah, no, but we're all, don't worry. We're here. It's going to be fun. Like we're all family, even though we're dysfunctional. And it's like, it was almost too gimmicky sometimes for me with the, with the humor. They, they, huh. they just, they need to pick and choose. Right. Because like for the guardians of the galaxy, like that, we need that, that humor constantly. Um, Thor Ragnarok, same way. It, it works really well. But I, I think the issue is when you try to juggle like the the different uh, themes between like humor and sadness, and uh, you just have to pick a pick a lane, Marvel. And, and you're good at both of them. You can do both well. Um, but you don't have to like pack in jokes to all of them either. So and the characters, I think for me, it's like there's specific characters that are supposed to be comedic. Like they have those jokes, right? They're almost making every character be able to do that now, which isn't, it's just something I think I have to get over, but it's like, I miss the days where it was just like more like where this would have been like a a James Bond spy movie type five. And it's like, parts of it did feel that way. But overall, I, I I think that's what they pitched it as. It's like, this is our, this is Marvel's spy movie. And it's like, it kind of just felt like everything, like, I didn't feel like this was different than Captain America Winter Soldier. You know, like, I actually felt like this was very similar to Captain America Winter Soldier in a lot of ways. It's interesting. So I I think that the humor, uh, the point that you made, Michael, is actually really, really good of, like, having multiple comic reliefs in a couple scenes. Like, I'm even going back to that airplane scene um, where, like, the two of them are, like, talking to 
uh, they're talking to Alexi and they're like, uh, they're talking about, uh, they were like forced to get a hysterectomy. There were like a couple different things that they mentioned on that plane trip. Um, and it was like, it's like really serious, right? Like this, it's not like a happy story when they go back. And so I think it's like twofold here. I think the first part of it is Marvel like new. Okay. This is like a, this is a tough story to tell, right? Like if they were just focusing on the backstory, that's like brutal. I don't, I mean, I would be interested in it, but like sitting through two hours of just like that same tone that we opened the movie with would have been like tough emotionally. And I think that like Marvel very much acknowledged that, but then I do actually think, um, you know, I, I won't speak for like everyone who has gone through like trauma, certainly not to the level of that they have gone through the movie, but I actually do think that humor is like such a prevalent, and potentially effective, I, you know, uh, jury's still out on that one, uh, on whether or not that's like a good method of coping. But I think it's incredibly common when you see people who have gone through stuff like that to be making these quippy jokes like Yelena does, like Natasha sometimes does, and like Alexa even does. Like, I feel like that is very common uh, when we get humor. So I don't know if that was super intentional. I don't know if they like went into this movie thinking that, uh, but I don't know. I think that it's like, uh, I liked it. There were, there were a few scenes where it was like, man, this could have been like really emotional and really heavy if we didn't add in those jokes. And I wonder how we would be talking about it if they went that route on some of them. I don't know. I genuinely don't know if we would be sitting here saying, wow, they like really doubled down on this emotional moment. Maybe we would like it. Or maybe we would be here saying, man, I wish they would have lightened up a little bit after that point with these characters who we had seen be funny earlier. I don't know. I think they had a tough line to tell and I'm actually pretty happy with how they did it. Yeah, all in all, I mean, I, I, I kind of gripe on like some of this, but I was laughing my butt off the, the entire thing. Um, but I, I'm also the type that like if I'm in the theater, if I'm around friends, like I'm much more likely to laugh. So I can't tell like uh, we'll see what the true test is when I rewatch it again on my own in the dark room. Am I still were, laughing? Were you trying to have like a laughing battle with me? Like anytime I laughed, you were like laughing louder. You were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, now I should have known next time. Next time, you better watch out. I'm going to out laugh you. Uh, while we're getting our arms yeah, while, while the tattoos, tattoos yeah. yeah seems like a tough seems like a fair uh the type of movie theater competition to have during a movie yeah i agree uh yeah all right let's move on here because i'm i'm excited I, I, I i'm excited to talk about highlight number uh five it's taskmaster uh tommy we, we've talked about it a little bit i definitely want to hear what you have to say but um adam uh, straight up what what did you what did you think of taskmaster here Okay, so I I think I said this last time I was here. I'm like not a comics person, and so I like have I, and I'm also like not a spoilers person. So I like went into this not knowing anything or expecting anything at all. And so like after <laughs> after the movie was over and I saw everyone talking about Taskmaster, I was like, who is that? Like I had no idea who anyone was, even like during the movie. Like the thought like never crossed my mind. Um, and so it was like really interesting seeing this is like one of the biggest gripes that I've seen a lot of people have where they're like, oh, Taskmaster was such a disappointment or like I've heard that so many times and it's just like uh, <laughs> the character that I saw was kind of cool for like what it was doing. I did, but I had like no expectations or frame of reference. So I like didn't mind at all what they did with the character. Um, but I guess apparently 
from comic stuff there should have been a lot more but uh i don't know i always feel like going into it with lower expectations or no expectations is like the way to go yeah, I, I'm going to piggyback on that because I'm not a comics guy either. Like, I, I was actually aware of who Taz Massacre was. Like, I, 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 like, he's in video games. I've seen him in, in animated shows. And, like, I get the gist, right? I don't know the full backstory, but I, I knew what Taz, I, like, I know that, like, he's, like, mimicking styles. Like, and, and from that perspective and, and all of that, and, and all of that, I feel like they nailed the characters from what I know about it. Um, but at the same time, like they changed the character, they but but they also tied the character more into the story, made the character feel more personal to the story, which I appreciated. And guess what? Hey, all right, listen here, haters. If you don't like Taskmaster, I got news for you. Uh, the character's still alive. Uh, we could see more Taskmaster, <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't get pissed yet because I wouldn't say a wasted character is dead in the MCU. Uh, because uh, there's a lot more to come. I, I'm just gonna say it. Taskmaster is not over. Tommy's Tommy's making a face. <laughs> I think it can still be a wasted character and still have it come back. Um, Let's see. It's, it. it's hard for me because I like you're right. What you guys are saying is exactly right. It's hard. Like I think we had this earlier in another show of like when I am attached to a character from the comics, it is hard when I see a different interpretation in the movie. And I, I acknowledge that this is me. I am Tommy. I have a problem. Uh, sometimes I can't separate the characters. And I love Taskmaster in the comic. He's like, to me, he's like the Marvel bounty hunter. Like he just goes where the money is. He's a hired man. And like, he's not this like computer chip that makes him like know everyone. He's literally that good that he studies every, um, carry, like every other superhero's powers that he can like basically mimic their moves. Like that is his thing is like, he just is that good that he can basically, not even basically, he does like, in battle, he can he can counter each move. So you have to think of how to how to something new to be him. Uh, and he's like quippy. I think that's the thing I miss the most is like this Taskmaster was silent and like the Taskmaster I know is not not as like Peter Parker quippy, but like we'll give like almost like a ah, I'm too old for this kind of vibe. Like that's like his thing, and like we didn't get that from this Taskmaster. Uh, and that's me having to separate the two. I think my gripes with this Taskmaster and why I don't really want to see uh, her again is like we didn't we don't know her character at all. She was a silent character. A the, the the person we saw the entire time is not the person we know. Essentially, it was like Winter Soldier and Civil War, where it's like if you don't have Captain America before Winter Soldier, right? Uh, or uh, yeah, Captain America. If you don't have, we don't know Bucky, then like none of the emotional ties of we us discovering that like it was Bucky under the winter soldier mask matter. And that's kind of how it felt for me with taskmaster. Like I didn't feel any emotion about like, Oh no, it was her. Like we didn't see her kill this. I guess we saw it in a flashback, but we saw it in the movie. I didn't have time to process it. And like, then they were like, Nope, she's still alive. I guess for me, it's like, I, if you're going to do this big reveal of taskmaster, be this like dark secret of, of uh, black widow's past, then like have it come gradually over time, not just throw it all into a movie and, and, and expect us to be like moved by it. I don't know. That's, I know that's a lot, but that's just my, my initial thoughts. Well, I got a, I got a couple arguments there. Uh, first and foremost, Taskmaster in this reminded me of Boba Fett 
uh, very few words, just just like just badass, right? And that that's all that was to the character for ninety percent of the movie, right? And I appreciated that. Like we don't get that a lot. Again, like uh, it, it's hard to come by a, a character that's not just throwing out jokes all the time, right? Um, so I, I appreciated like that change of pace and character in which like this is a completely like scarred human being that is like back to just only do damage. And I thought that was really cool. And I was and, okay with that part. If that's just where they left it. It was when they then tried to make it into an actual, they try to give it characteristics. You try to give her, you know? Yeah. It's tough. I hear what you're saying. Um, I guess like I, I, the the only great comparison is because again I'm not like I've read some comics here and there, but I, I don't know anything about Taskmaster. But I, I guess for my my experience with this has to come from The Walking Dead because it's the only thing I can compare it to, and that like the comics completely at, uh, adapted, and that's something like I obsessed over, and like how did I react? And at, at the end of the day, I'm always I was always glad when they change things up from the comics, because it's a, it's a brand new experience. And I, I feel like we should be a little bit more open to more Taskmaster because I, again, I, the reason I think we'll see more Taskmaster is because of the audience reaction. We wanted more from that character. And I don't think it's too far gone. I think it, I think they can fix this. It, it fix it for the people that had problems at least. I just don't know how we get Taskmaster back in a way that still makes Taskmaster Taskmaster. Like she's woke now. You know, like in all in all terms, like she's, you know, her own person. It doesn't seem like this was her choice to be the Taskmaster. So I don't see how she comes back in that way without like, I, it wouldn't make sense. Again, we don't know the character, so it's really hard. But like in the way that Yelena goes into like, you know, being this kind of like bounty hunter at the end, like that makes sense. That's her been her whole life. And I guess Taskmaster it has too, but like she didn't. I don't know. It feels different to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels different. Yelena's choice to continue down that path. Then Taskmaster just feels like this was a torture. This was, this was jail for her. Essentially. She was just a, a, a lifeless soul inside this body that was being controlled by someone else. Fair arguments. Adam, do you have anything else on, on Taskmaster here? Uh, the only other thing I would say is that I'm like, not super crazy about bringing Taskmaster back in any context, really. I mean, like it was fine. It was like, I feel like, I don't know, it served the purpose for this movie, it, like tied in for this movie and for this story. And I'm okay with like having just a baddie for one movie that doesn't continue forward. Like that is totally fine with me, especially since like we're done with, we're, I think for the most part, we're done with Drake off in the Red Room. Like we're done with most of that stuff. Like, do we need more from Taskmaster? Besides the fact that everyone who's reading the comics is like, you know, pissed off about like Taskmaster yeah. not being exactly what they think like other than that do we need more I I don't know I don't that's kind of where I'm at too I don't need like this is what they've chosen I'm content like you said like separating the two like I've done that with Walking Dead too I've done that with this I was content if they were going to make it just a silent assassin completely content it was when they try to like do more that I'm like this is just way off what I what I want and I don't even think they not even like comic wise I don't think they did it well period so it's like hard for me um, if they bring it back and do it, do it in a different way, I'm all on board, but I kind of agree with Adam of like, Taskmaster didn't really feel like the villain, right? It, again, to compare yeah. to Winter Soldier, it, it was, you know, Winter Soldier wasn't the villain. There was someone else, you know, puppeting him. It's the same kind of, for me, uh, here with, um, the villain for me is Dracoff, right? Like that's for better or for worse. I know people have gripes about that too, but 
that's the person that should be the villain, you know? I will say Taskmaster filled the role for like the first two thirds of the movie. Right. Cause like we didn't even, you know, it was just, um, I we're about to get there, but like, it was just, you know, this nebulous idea of the red room, this nebulous idea of Drake off until we actually got there. But before then who we actually saw was Taskmaster or, you know, who you guys say is Taskmaster. <laughs> uh, but it was like, fine. I don't know if I need any more of her. Fair. And, and let's let's do that. Let's move on to highlight number six because uh, this is another big one. We got we got Drake off and, and the whole Red Room battle here. Um, and yeah, this was interesting because I think a lot of this was like kept behind a curtain for us for so long. Uh, like, what exactly was the Red Room? Who is this Drakeoff, Right. Um, and, and I my concern was like I, we're getting like an hour into the movie. I'm like check my watch. I'm like we don't even re- we haven't met the villain yet. Right. Like uh, I I can't imagine that this is like, like, I feel like I need a bit more involvement from my villains, to like really like learn to, to despise them and root against them. But I will say if nothing else, uh, like kind of explaining everything that, uh, Dracoff was doing and, and like, like, I, I felt like he was like, I wanted that guy to die. Like I was on board. I was like, uh, uh, I didn't need much time to really hate this guy. He's a jerk. He was not he's, nice. He's a jerk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tommy can attest to this. I love a baddie who monologues and just makes you hate them. I love it. Uh, I think there were like a couple points where I think like we got the point, like we didn't need to go on a little bit more, but I was, I was all in like this to me. If like, you're not going to reveal the baddie until the final, like third of the actual movie. Perfect. This was, I feel like they did a really good job here. Yeah, in like the twist where it's like he has this fragrance that she like any like they can't hit him like that was cool. Yeah. Um. There's some people have some gripes with like the whole like severing the nerve thing. I I again, it's like if you look too much, you don't need to dig too much into it. Uh. But I will say my only thought is like this whole like the whole idea of like oh I have all these basically sleeper agents like. I didn't feel the gravitas of it as much as I wanted to. Like I didn't, it's, again, it felt like winter soldier where it's like, Hey, we have, we have these helicarriers that have, everyone's is going to destroy anyone that's, that could come after Hydra. And like that felt more impactful. That felt scary. This didn't have, it felt like it was, they were trying to go for that same kind of feeling. Like they, they can literally do anything. And I didn't feel that weight as much. Yeah. I don't know. Cause when he was like explaining like what he was capable of, like I, I, and I, again i'm like checking my watch here i'm like we're kind of running out of time like like uh is this like what the like is this our new normal here in the mcu like I, I, are we going to deal with these sleeper agents like in the future because it doesn't seem like it's all going to be wrapped up now and i was like i was getting nervous like I, I felt like like i understood what he was capable of and i felt like he presented it in a way that i was like i felt like it was a legitimate threat and i was like it, I, even so much so that i thought that the, like this would be a problem for multiple movies um yeah uh adam i want to ask you about this because yeah there's a couple there, there's probably a couple gripes i could come up with in, in all of this one being the 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 nose thing but another one being I, I don't fully understand why um uh natasha and melina switched places right they 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 put on the masks i felt like melina could have she could have accomplished everything that natasha could have done right 
Uh, I think it's like a little unclear on the top end, like actually fighting with Dracoff, if uh, what Melina's actual abilities are, if she's like really good in combat. I, we get like a little bit, but not, you know, as mu- obviously not as much as Natasha is, right? Like she's the certified badass. Uh, I think like the bigger thing was down in the cage, right? Like that's where Melina needed to be because she like helps build the thing so she could get herself and uh, uh, David Harbour out. I think that was like the big reason why. And I think it like just so happened that we got this scene up on top. Uh, although Drake of new right from the start. So, you know, did you guys like that? Uh, Alexi kept like trying to apologize, but it was like this goof. It was like, Oh, they're not there. Like no one can hear him <laughs> apologizing. Again, that's one of those, like it was funny and I was laughing at it. But like after the fact, I was like thinking about it more. I'm like, like it kind of like he, like we got his character art, but it's like, Again, it felt like like goofy on top of goofy just for the sake of like making him this like yeah. comedic uh, comedic relief. My, I will say, I one of my actual gripes with this whole sort of final sequence uh, isn't even like anything that happens. It's just the location of the red room, like just being this flying fortress. Like we've done it. Like like it's not new. Like a flying fortress ship, you know, whatever is like not a new thing in the MCU at all. I would have loved to have seen it be like, I don't even know, like underground, the White House, or like it was, you know, some like big, I don't know, just in a volcano. <laughs> yeah, or like somewhere just insanely ridiculously cool, as opposed to just like another flying ship. Like we have so many of those already. Like I don't know if we needed another one. Do you think Dracoff was so nervous when like the? I'm assuming they were up there at that point, but when the helicarriers, when they were going to release like all these helicarriers out into the world, he's like, oh no, hopefully they don't hit into my flying yeah. fortress. Yeah. <laughs> were, the, the airways will be so up. There'll be so much air traffic. I will say I did like the sequence of like them falling. I I thought that yes. was all really exciting, and if for no other reason, like I, I like I don't think we've quite seen anything like that. Um, but maybe one of my uh, one of my other gripes in all of this was I don't I don't know if the effects were all there for for some. There was a moment when Yelena was standing on the helicopter and she's about to like throw the staff and the it it did not look good. Like uh, and it felt like one of the more simple things to pull off. It, it kind of felt like because we get that that big sequence with the avalanche and everything at the jailbreak. Um, it felt like they put all of their money in that and they didn't like, I don't know. I, it, it, am I, am I out of bounds here? Am I the only one who kind of felt like, uh, they didn't, uh, the, the effects weren't spot on here. That was the one I was specifically going to mention. Uh, it did feel low. I think it's hard. And I actually think it is hard to like throw, like you're throwing Florence Pugh and then you're also getting the explosion. Like, I think it was a lot going on, uh, in special effects. I think it was going to look wonky. I don't know if I would have shown it. I would have done more tricks instead of having like a wide shot on that. I think they were just, they showed too much that it was going to look off no matter what, you know? I don't Clearly. know. If I, buy, I don't know if I buy that. Cause we have a talking tree in the MCU. Like, and it looks, <laughs> you're right. What was I thinking? <laughs> but if that, if that talking tree was standing on top of a helicopter and then tried to explode, who knows how it would look. Though. That would look horrible. Huh? <laughs> I will say I didn't like the, the, the cutting between the family here, like each of them on it. I, I love missions where it's like, you all have a different thing and you're all helping each other. And like, this needs to happen before this, like that stuff, it keeps the pace good. It keeps me, uh, my 
it keeps me motivated because you do like you have this scene with Natasha and Drake up where it is kind of slow. They're just they're just mono- as Adam loves they they're just monologuing and it, it it's then put with like everything else in the plan is going wrong. Like you have like you know they, they're figured out Melina and she has to figure out what to do next and you have uh, all the other stuff going on um, that I thought was fun. Yeah, um, I, I also this was like I I felt like. I felt Natasha's struggle when she finds Taskmaster and the cell, and then she she lets him lets her go. I I thought, like I don't know. I I felt like it was worth it to like like see Natasha's mercy in that character, and like it, it wasn't until like she learned like what she had done to this person, and I thought that was a powerful moment. And like she knew that like Taskmaster was gonna be no good, but she did it anyways. And like I feel like that was like the perfect like symbolism for a hero, right? And I, I thought it was really funny in the theater when when after she she lets Taskmaster out and they're falling from the the ship and you you get that glimpse of Taskmaster just like zooming up after them everyone was like oh my god leave them alone Taskmaster back <laughs> off like a that uh, there's like a collective sigh when that happens. I will say, and I, I actually am just thinking off your comment, is like it kind of, in the moment, I was like kind of annoyed that she went back and, and released the cage, but it's like it kind of showed her growth of like, if you think about it, she's been trained, like, and, and she's done it time and time again, where it's like something happens and it may emotionally affect you, push it away. Push away, forget it. She did it with, with uh, kill, you know, the, the bombing and the killing of the kid. She pushed it away. She pushed away thinking about Yelena and like, because Yelena says, like, you could have come found me after you escaped the Red Room and became an Avenger, and you never did. And and Natasha just pushed it away. She she tries to – anything that, that could affect her, she she hides it and buries it down inside of her brain. And so it did – it was nice to see that this is a moment where she wasn't going to push it away. She needed to, like, let Taskmaster do what – like, that was – what her choice to do. Um, I will say it again. And listen, if people are getting a drinking game, we should say as a top, like anytime I mention winter soldier in this, cause it felt like captain American winter soldier fighting where he's like, I'm not going to fight you Bucky. Like that's how it felt a little bit. Hmm. It's, I mean, it's like an, it's a really good comparison, although it's really interesting to see how much people liked winter soldier versus the response to this movie. Uh, I liked them both personally. Uh, but like that has not been the case historically, uh, or at least just recently from the, the feedback that I've at least seen. Um, I, I don't know. Urgency in Winter Soldier, right? It's like they were constantly being hounded, and I guess there was urgency here. But I, again, like I'm, that's big for me. Like I need to feel like the things have stakes, and for me, I didn't feel that from this movie. It could be. It could be similar to what Michael was saying um, about uh, like the perceived threat, right? of like all of these widows all across the world, like that is more of an abstract idea versus like Hydra has these three giant ships that are literally targeting people like right now, <laughs> right? For Winter Soldier. Think, yeah, uh, and so it's like more I'm... abstract versus like right there. Uh, I don't know though. I really liked this. It, the That scene actually where they were like going through the map of like all the different, uh, you know, all the different widows across the world. That felt very Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to me. That like really like season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like, this is, like right here like that is the situation that we're dealing with and i loved it i love it so shield so like uh that's like huge um i don't know i really liked it 
I think I would have liked to see, like, maybe he was starting to, like, wake them up. Because I think that's what you said is exactly it. In, like, Winter Soldier, we got to see the helicopter. Like, they were going. <laughs> and I don't, like, we never got that moment of, like, I never felt like the sleeper agents were going to be sent out. You know, like, yeah, I think that's what it was for me. Like, it was, yeah, if all that happened, like he said, terrifying. I never felt like it was going to actually come down. As opposed to, like, Winter Soldier, I felt like we might lose a couple people from the helicopter. Like, like, maybe not, you know, important people, but, like, random waitress who maybe has plans to take out Hydra someday, you know? That person. She's gone. Tommy, I want to ask about um, when, when we finally get to the ground, and, and uh, you're rolling your eyes already. I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, we're missing a scene here, right? Because how does, yeah. how does, uh, how does Natasha get away? Yeah, we, like have a nice moment she says bye to everyone they free da- taskmaster everyone's listen everyone's having a great time and then yeah we see ross which I, I do love that they always bring back i love that he's like the connective tissue of like oh we need a government person let's call in thunderbolt ross uh but he like shows up with tons of trucks and and it looks like she's gonna be put in the raft right but we know she doesn't like she gets out like she she comes with captain america and they break into the raft and that I, there was a scene missing. There has to be. All we see is like them coming in, and then it cuts, and then we see her with Rick, and now she has a Quinjet. Adam, can you explain this to me? What 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 are we missing here? Uh, I mean, there's just got to be like a deal here, right? Like they just gotta. They probably sat down and struck up a deal or something. Um, or she just got away, I guess. But I feel like that's less likely than making a deal to. I'm, I don't know. I, I thought she was surrendering. Like I thought, like she, yeah. she wasn't run. Like she could have gotten away. Like like we could have shown her run away. Like it's Black Widow. Like there were there were means of escape. Um, she could have gone with her family. She could have just turned around and walked the other direction. Like anything. She could have hid. Like uh, but she was stand. She just stood there. Like I was like, okay, she's she's given herself up. She's she's done her deed, and now she's she's doing her time. Yeah, and I mean, like the other part of it is like. The family said they would fight with her. And she was like, yeah, like it felt like she was giving up because they were like, you could come with us. And she's like, no, like, we'll fight with you. No, no. And what did she do? Like grab two leaves and like run away real quick. Like what is her stealth? Yeah. If she, they, they saw her. I don't know how she escaped that. Yeah. Sandra hiding behind the palm tree and survivors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, so I, I think it, I, definitely part of it was like, okay, we know like how her story ends. Right. And so like, we're here, we have like five minutes left of this movie and we need to get here. So guess what? We're here now, <laughs> uh, which I was like fine with. I was, you know, it's, it's, I feel like I've said this a couple of times, which just like, okay. Like it's, you know, it's their world, like their rules. I'm okay with like accepting some of that. Uh, and like, not everything has to make sense. But why do we even need to show Ross then? Just have her say goodbye to her, you know the them say, hey, bye bye. I'm gonna do my own thing, and then she goes off and she, somehow you know then then just focus on how Rick. Because how did they get the money for the Quinjet? I have so many questions. Rick's loaded, yeah. But he did, wasn't loaded before. What is he is holding he, out? Yeah, he hit it big right after that. Yeah, <laughs> like that's. I would have focused more on that. You don't need to bring Ross back into it. Just we know he's out there. We know he's searching for her. Uh, That's, I guess, where I'm at, where it's like it it wasn't necessary. I would have rather seen how this impacts 
the like we get in the post a little bit, but I think our our good buddy Kevin Maldeo, I think this was I heard this from him, and I really like it. It's like they should have just shown a scene uh, in the end game where she's sitting there with the PB and J, and she's looking at the computer, and you see uh, Yelena has been uh, blipped. It yeah. would give so much context for why Black Widow was so passionate about in in end game. It gives the whole like when she's like. Oh, I've lost my family. You're thinking just the Avengers at the time, but it gives the context of like, no, it's all of her family. Like, everyone she considers family is gone. And like, without it, it kind of is kind of like, why do we need this film? W- without connecting it back in, and maybe it'll make me feel differently when I watch it. Because when, when I'm watching it from now on, I'm watching it right after Civil War. Like, I'm not watching a release order. This to me has to be right after Civil War to give it some feeling of, of importance. Definitely, um, Tommy. I'm I'm really excited to talk about the post credit scene. Are you ready for this? Because um, I, I love it. Well, let's move on to highlight seven. It's post-credit. yeah. Do you want to start crying and then I'll come up and do like a little like like snot blow? We'll we'll do that. Yeah, no. totally. yeah. Let <laughs> oh, yeah. your hair down. <laughs> I, I mean, Adam, am I the Val of the group or what? Uh, me and Michael. Which one's Yelena and which one's Val? Oh gosh. Uh, this is actually tough. Yeah, we'll see if you ever get a third visit. This is going to uh, determine. I think there is a right answer here. Oh okay. no, that's the worst thing you could have said right there. Um, yeah, I do think Michael is Gillian, and I think Tommy's Val. I was going to say, go- I, I think I'm Val. I don't really have an air for him, but I think I'm Val. I think Tommy's way funnier than me, and Yelena's hilarious, and Val. But Val's pretty funny too. That's what's hard. They're both pretty. Funny. Val's hilarious. I love Val. Val's like indirectly hilarious. I, like she's not telling jokes, right? She's like she's saying things that happen to be funny in context to everything else, right? She's like the funny where it's like she points out when like it's like she's like we all see the raccoon in the room. Like she's like that kind of humor where it's like she's like <laughs> like observation humor is Val's thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, yes. Yeah, so let's set this up here. We get uh, we get Yelena going to visit Natasha Romanoff's grave, and uh, we even see that Yelena has a dog now, which I was very excited to see. Um, I believe that's but, Florence Pugh's uh, real life dog too. Oh, is it really? I I think I saw that somewhere there. Like that's her actual dog. Oh, that's precious. Um, but yeah, she she goes to the grave, and this is where Val shows up, and it, it's clear that they they've been working together. And uh, Val, Val's manipulative. I think that's a good way to put it. Because uh, between this and the John Walker stuff, like it's not, she's never a straight shooter. Like she's always kind of twisting things. And she she says, "I know who is responsible for your sister's death." She shows a picture of Clint Barton, and the theater went crazy. Uh, that was like uh, I, I thought people. I had a very good reaction to that, myself included, which because again we know we got this Hawkeye series coming up. It's been it's been confirmed as well. Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are coming this year, so we know that we're going to get more in the story. And and actually, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but um, I, I got a lot to say about all this. First and foremost, uh, if you remember in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we talked about it in our coverage. Um, there was an interview. They, they, they apologized. They said Val was supposed to be set up in Black Widow, but the order had changed. So the entire movie, I'm expecting to see Val. The movie ends, and I'm like, okay, Val is in the post credit scene. So indirectly, they spoiled the post credit scene for me by saying that. Um, and, and I don't even think it was necessary. I actually think the, the, the two scenes work better this way. But the other thing is, Florence Pugh has been confirmed to be in 
Hawkeye way before this movie was coming out. So again, it's like, I don't know. They're constantly spoiling themselves. It's like they they were patting themselves on the back after they hid this Kang thing for so long. But but everything else is a mess. They can, they can't keep a lid on anything else. Sorry, that's my rant. Yeah, I mean, I will say like I agree. I I we didn't know what context Florence Pugh was going to show up in. I definitely didn't see her working for Val. That was never in my mind. I was like, oh, she's going to join the Avengers or something. She's going to be the new... I did not see her going after uh, Hawkeye in the Hawkeye show. So that was new for me, but I do agree with you. I I, I was going to ask, like, do we think this worked better seeing her in Black's... Uh, in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or 